listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. And I'm Rachel Bomberger, sitting in for Andy Bates. And it's, ooh, it's Monday and I'm hitting my chair on things. <laughs> I get a little crazy in the studio, apparently, when I have to push all the buttons over here. <sighs> You'll do fine. <laughs> we all have faith in you. Oh, good. Especially on a Monday. Uh, how are you this morning? Uh, it's a Monday. It is a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually like nice outside. I know. Which is really a nice change for a Monday. <laughs> you know, spring is a miracle every year. I know. And I it I takes me that. by surprise. <laughs> and then I'm just so happy and buoyant and very, right? very glad to see the sunshine. I know. I think it's in the 30s, but we had we didn't have a snowstorm this weekend, which was nice. No ice. No ice on a Sunday, which was a, a change for the better. <laughs> very much so. Yes. Although our, our friends in, uh, in Nebraska are in our prayers right now. Yes. For sure. Oh, the pictures and the stories out of out of all of the that oh, the whole state. It's just yeah. oh, I I can't even like I can't even fathom how hard that must be right now. Yeah. So, you're in our prayers Nebraska. Hopefully uh hopefully that situation uh goes away quickly. Yes. <laughs> uh it is Monday, March 18th. Uh celebrated uh, St. Patrick's Day yesterday, probably, especially if you're in St. Louis. Um, and we have some great stories today uh, talking with uh, my former high school association in Michigan in our second segment. So I'm pretty excited about about that one. Uh, and in our first segment, we get to talk about uh, a, a ministry that uh, maybe some people aren't as familiar with, but is is very important to, uh, to populations in our country. Uh, thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about them at cuw.edu, or uh, you can go to our website, kfuo.org, find them in our underwriter section. Joining us by phone today is Tim Young Eagle, Executive Director of Lutheran Indian Ministries, joining us to talk a little bit about uh, what Lutheran Indian Ministries is and an upcoming event in the St. Louis area. So welcome, Tim. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing all right. Got my coffee. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good way to start the day. It definitely is. Um, so, Tim, tell us uh, a little bit about uh, Lutheran Indian Ministries. What What is the mission of Lutheran Indian Ministries? Yeah, uh, the, the mission of Lutheran Indian Ministries is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to Native people, uh, to disciple them in the faith uh, so that they can disciple one another, and to provide a, a pathway or access to healing from historic trauma uh, and uh, uh, things that are going on in their lives that have dramatically affected them in a negative way. What kinds of, of uh, work then uh, comes out of this mission? Well, our primary focus these days is towards the healing aspect of this. One of the things that we found is that many Native people, in fact, most Native people know who Jesus is, but historically they've been taught a distorted view of what Jesus has done for them uh, and what he has not done for them. Uh, historically, Indian people have been taught that Jesus um, is not a fan of, of Indians, uh, that their cultures are heathen, that, that they are secular, and that, that in order for a, a, an Indian person to be loved by Jesus and, and to, to gain access to heaven, they had to give up who they were to become something that they could never become, not Indian. Uh, and so this has created a, a, a tremendous trauma for Native people. Uh, they have been evangelized by, by church groups from all denominations. Uh, they have heard many, many different stories, but the one consistency is that, that if, you are, if you continue to practice Indian ways, God will not accept you. 
and so this is this has caused tremendous problems for Native people uh, for more than 500 years. Our mission then is to is to is to to recognize first of all that many Native people live in a deep dark hole. It's it's a hole that has been created by historic trauma, by physical abuse, by sexual abuse, by uh, addictions, um, and alcoholism, and by suicide. And to reach a hand into that hole and help them out so that we can walk with them towards the light of Jesus. And that's what our, our staff does every day. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm curious. So someone who has been, has been taught the distorted version of the, of the gospel that you just described, mm-hmm. what's it like to hear the true gospel, the, the gospel of Jesus that says he's done it all and he just wants you? Well, there's there's an initial resistance because you have to you have to completely change the paradigm for most Native people. Uh, you you have to help them understand that 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 uh, one of the hymns that I love quoting is "Just as I am." Jesus loves you just as you are. Uh, Jesus understands your sinful nature, but cultures by nature are not sinful. It, it's the practices and some of the beliefs that are within those cultures. We have we have things that we do in our culture that are sinful, and so. Um, it's the understanding that, that, that God looks at the person, not the culture, that God looks in the heart of the person, um, and he doesn't care that you're wearing beads and buckskin. He doesn't care that you have dark skin or long braided hair. Um, he doesn't care if you love the sound of the drum. Understanding those things, that God accepts you for who you are and died for you as a sinner and embraces you as a loving child, that makes all the difference. How have you seen uh, this this gospel of Jesus? How have you seen this um, uh, make a, a positive impact in the lives of the people that that, uh, that you get to work with? Well, well, fortunately, we have some tremendous men and women out out in the field who do ministry work to Native people. Uh, and a great example of that is, is our, our guy in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Kevin Mollison. Uh, Kevin has identified a homeless ministry out in Phoenix and, and has just done amazing work. He's become an advocate in the courts for Native people um, and has literally gotten 40 Native people off the streets, which is amazing when you look at the short amount of time that he's been there. In addition to that, he is he is delivering uh, meditations, messages, and meals on Sundays to packed houses. Uh, every week we, we see pictures and hear stories of, of 75 to 100 people that are coming to his his uh, gatherings to, to hear the word of God, and, and uh, just a week and a half ago, he, he along with a, a friend of his, conducted a discipleship workshop, and, and there were about 15 Native people that attended that workshop. And by the end of that workshop, 10 of those people were ready to lead a Bible study. This is something that absolutely would not happen without uh, the power of the Holy Spirit and the work that that uh, God has called Kevin Malson to. Wow! Oh, thanks be to God for that. Now I, I see. You know, and on your website, when you dis- when you introduce the people who are doing these ministries, oftentimes in parentheses behind your name, you'll have your tribal affiliation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I see that you yourself are are uh, Pawnee. What yes. difference does it make to be hearing the good news from someone who is part of a tribal community? I think it makes a, a huge difference. Um, I was blessed to, to, to grow up in the Lutheran faith. My, my father left Oklahoma when he was just a young boy, and, and when he got out of the Navy, he married uh, my mother, who was a, a German Lutheran. Both of her, her grandfathers were Lutheran pastors, and so 
while he didn't grow up in the faith, he became a member of the church, and, and so I grew up in Lutheran schools. That's a pretty unique situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but And so as a young man growing up, the, the notion that, that there were Native people out there who didn't know what I do and didn't understand what I did, and, and, but to hear it when, when people identify their, their tribe and their clan, give their Native name, and then profess their faith, is incredibly powerful. Now, now for some Indians, it's also a very negative thing mm-hmm. uh, because they see that as, as almost a betrayal of, of, of the Native uh, uh, way of life. And, and part of that is because historically we've been taught that you have to choose. You can either be Christian or you can be Native, but you can't be both. Mm-hmm. Um, I, got a, I got a letter a couple of years ago from a, a gentleman who was uh, imprisoned at Attica. He said, hey, I've been asked to, to, to if I'm Christian or if I'm Indian. He said, if I tell them I'm Indian, they won't let me go to the Christian services. And he, if I tell them I'm Christian, they won't let me go to the Indian things. What do you think I should do? And I said, well, you always err on the side of the spiritual. I said, tell them you're Christian. They can't make you not Indian. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. We have about uh, two minutes left, and I want to make sure that we get to to the event coming up in St. Louis. Uh, so uh, on April 4th, uh, in a couple of weeks, from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Sunset Country Club, uh, I believe you'll be in town uh, for this event. Is that correct? Yes, I will. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, about this event and uh, what, what will be happening. Well, we're very excited because, as you said, we're we're, we're a, a secret of the of the synod in a, in a big way. And, and you know, several years ago, they passed a resolution where they they talked about the unique suffering of many Native Americans, which compels the church to respond with compassionate gospel proclamation. And they encouraged districts to review and build on the work of their congregations to reach out to Native people. Um, we are that active arm of the LCMS ministry to Native people, and so the purpose of this is to introduce people to our ministry. To, to let them ask questions and to tell them a little bit about what we're doing at Haskell Indian Nations University. Uh, we have a, a campus ministry called, they're called the Lighthouse. Uh, they have gatherings there consistently of 75 to 100 students. The, the campus there has a thousand Native students that belong there. It's a historic uh, place. Um, and unfortunately, a week ago, they had a suicide on that campus. A, a young Native girl took her own life. This is a, this is a problem that we see too frequently. And so this week we're gathering there on that campus to, to do a program that we call Sacred Ground, which helps Native people heal from that trauma uh, so that we can introduce them to the, to the power of the Holy Spirit and, and to Jesus Christ. And so this event comes at a particularly good time for us. We are uh, Bob Prue from, from the Lighthouse will also be in attendance at, at, at this gathering, and we are planning on having some drummers from Haskell come and uh uh, show them a little bit of their culture. It, it's always an amazing thing to me to see a young person uh, who knows how to sing and drum uh, and, and do things in, in such a t- traditional Native way, and I think that the people that are in attendance there will really enjoy that. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's coming up on April 4th from 4 to 6 p.m. at Sunset Country Club, uh, learning about the future of Native ministry. Uh, we are just yeah. about out of time. Uh, Tim Young Eagle, Executive Director of Lutheran Indian Ministries. Thanks, thanks so much for joining us today on the Coffee Hour. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Well, we'll be uh, we'll be right back with uh, going to Michigan. Yes. Yay. Mitten for the win. I know. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Rachel Baumberger.